Father in heaven, what more can we say but thank you, and surely it's not enough, for the freedom in Jesus, for the freedom to know you, to be known by you, to be loved, to love you because you loved us first. We thank you for the freedom it is to know that weight of sin is taken, is taken on that cross. So, Lord, in a fresh way, these things that become so familiar, would you, by your spirit, just give us an awe and a gratitude of who you are and what you've done. We thank you. Amen. Amen. So, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter... 28. We've already quoted it this morning. But what I wanted to talk to you about as I was praying and I was thinking about what should we chat about this morning, because it's a a short time this morning because of all this good stuff that's been happening. Um, I was reminded of how, and I've said it this morning a few times, how simple it is. How simple this gospel is. Yet how Don't hear simple as easy. It's simple, this life of following Jesus, but don't hear it simple as easy. Also, don't hear simple as free of hardship or trouble. Yet it is freedom and it is good. It's called the gospel, which means what? The good news. So it's obviously good news somehow, right? It's real good news, and it's quite, it's quite simple, and, and in a nutshell, it is this, and we all, I believe, at a human level understand there's something wrong with us, and that something is called our sin nature, and we're stuck. The scripture says we're slaves to sin, right? And we see the effects of it all around us. People hurt people, selfishness, and trying to gain. What we're trying to do is we're trying to provide for ourselves and gain peace and joy and life and love aside from the one who actually made all of those things. That's what we're trying to do, and it just fails. It fails every time, and it hurts all the time. And so Jesus came to the earth as a man, though he was eternally God. He came to the earth as a man to reverse man's problem, which is sin, which is sin. And so he came and lived a sinless life and yet still paid the penalty that we deserve for our sin, which is death. Not only physical death, yes, that's a result of the curse, but a spiritual death is ours as well, a separation from God. We can't experience that life. But Jesus came and he bore that in himself on the cross And he says that all who would repent and follow after him would have eternal life. Eternal life. Is anybody, okay, a Pine Ridger, here's a quiz. It's been a couple months, but I hope this is so in you by now. John 17, 3. And this is eternal life, that they know you, Father, right? And the one whom you have sent. Eternal life is knowing God. Eternal life isn't speaking about just one day you die, you transfer to heaven, and then you just live this quantity of eternity which we can't understand. It is that. But that's not the substance. That's not like what it's about. It's about knowing God. 
It's about knowing an eternal, loving creator who wants to be in relationship with you. And because of Jesus, that's possible. Because of Jesus, that's possible. So he died, but he also rose from the grave. And after he rose, we read this at the very end of Matthew chapter 28. Jesus, he, he went to his disciples, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Don't just gloss over that as like some churchy phrase. Like, all authority. Who in your life has authority? Who in your life has the most authority over you? Good, Jesus. Thank you. But like we understand authority, right? When somebody says something, they have a power to enact that, right? Like we have to be submitted to that authority. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Wow. Immediately after that, we read these words. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, as we just saw, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. These are the words of Jesus who has all authority in heaven and on earth. He says, go to his 12 disciples. Go make more disciples. Go make more followers of Jesus. Not, not, just, not just robotic, just obedient for the sake of obedient, but like people that want to be with me and be like me. Disciples. He was a rabbi, Jesus, and when he called people to come follow me, it was an invitation into his life to see him, to watch him, to be like him, to emulate him in every way. That's what a rabbi did. All the rabbis in that day did. When you were called, you were called to something. You were called to be like that rabbi. And Jesus says, go make more disciples. So like Jackson, just because you're the first guy I saw that got baptized this morning, you get to go and make more disciples as you are walking with Jesus, your rabbi, your teacher, your Lord, the one with all authority, anyone who follows Jesus. That is the call. Go and do make more disciples. He wants more disciples because it sets us free. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why we baptize people. Jesus commanded it. And it says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Oh, boy. That's why this takes a lifetime. Because <laughs> we can baptize in a moment, but learning the ways of Jesus takes a lifetime. And he set us free. So it's, it's, we don't have time to look at all the scriptures today, but he set us free from the penalty of sin. That was, that was our need at the cross. He set us free from the penalty of sin when we believe in Jesus and repent and follow him. He set us free from the power of sin, as in you're not a slave to it anymore. You now have the Holy Spirit living in you, and you can actually walk in holiness. And one day, 
He's going to set us free from the presence of sin. And that's when Jesus returns. When Jesus returns, we won't actually have to see neighbors fighting neighbors or broken families or these things. See, we still live in the presence of sin, don't we? But right now, his believers are supposed to be this little pocket, this little glimmer, this little sight of heaven invading earth. And it takes a lifetime to get rid of those old habits of sin. That's called the flesh. Those old habits we built into our, literally into our bodies, into the flesh, those auto-reactions to sin. But we don't have to do that. We get to press into the Holy Spirit and we get to see freedom from those things. And the more you do it, the more it actually becomes a pattern that you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you're not conformed to the world, the old self, the, the flesh, all of those things. You tracking? See, these are some big truths, but it's actually pretty simple. Simple, but not easy, right? Simple, but not easy. So those that got baptized today, and for anybody who is following Jesus, it's going to take pressing in to Jesus. It's going to take us encouraging one another. I share in our um, baptism meeting, there's a ditch right outside this window. It's winter right now, so it's frozen. But just imagine that that ditch is a river, and it's running by the church here, and there's a river right there. And now you are in this, put yourself in, in the ancient Jewish context, okay? So you're in a little village, and there's this river that's going by. And we're all here in this village, going to synagogue, um, doing the ancient Jewish thing. Love and life, it's good. We do our things and everything seems to be all right. And now there's this new weird teaching that comes around. And it's called the way. And there's these weird people that are followers of the way. And they, they're different these followers of the way are followers of Jesus. But it's not just believe and go to heaven. It's, a, the, way, it's the way. It's following his ways. It's following a life. And so you're going to synagogue. You're a part of society. You're popular. Everybody likes you. You got friends. You got family. Everything's stable and secure. Now, one day... The Holy Spirit so grips your heart because this weird preacher comes into town and tells you about Jesus, tells you the good news. And now you have a choice to make. You could go down to that river and be baptized. You could go down to that river and be baptized, but everybody in town is going to see you. The Roman centurion can see you. The synagogue leaders can see you. The rabbi that maybe you actually wanted to follow can see you. Your disapproving mother and father can see you. And you pay a social price to walk down in view of everybody and say, I am dead to self and alive in Jesus. And you get baptized anyway. And that's what was happening in, in large measure in the early church. And so I encourage people as they get baptized, we are a very safe environment, and I praise the Lord for that. But I encourage us to not ever make this decision because it's socially acceptable or because your family wants to.
but because you realize that the weight of your sin is massive. And you need to be freed. And you need, then, to submit to the one who has all authority and do so. And do so. Romans chapter 6 is, is, a, is a wonderful passage. You can flip there. Romans chapter 6. says this. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? See, that's like this good news is all about being free from sin, right? Praise the Lord. It's true. <laughs> it's real true. But not just the penalty, also the power of sin, right? Remember that. Free from the penalty, yes. Also free from the power of sin. And one day free from the presence. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. Exclamation point. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we, too, might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Good news. Simple. Not easy. But simple. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Awesome, right? The thing is about resurrection life and newness of life is it requires first what? Death. And sometimes in the flesh, no, I'm not sometimes, let's be honest. Every time in the flesh, that hurts. That hurts. But it's so worth it. It's so worth that death. Face that death. Maybe you're hanging on to something from that, and you just, you don't want to give Jesus your all. You just want to hang on to something from that sin life. You can't be. You must die. But I promise you, you will experience resurrection life. Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the fullest. And, and the Christian life is an entire life of pursuing what exactly he means by that, by walking in his ways and seeking him every day. I love that. Don't you love that if you know Jesus? I love that. So today, I want to encourage you, especially the church at Pine Ridge here, I want to encourage you that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> this week, we're actually fasting. Like, we're actually seeking the Lord. And it's often in these times of fast where he highlights and he reveals things to us that we need, we haven't been walking there. You know, I told Alex, um, I told Alex uh, in, the, in our pre-baptism meeting, I said, okay, so part of it, this is you stand in front of everyone and you say, I'm dead to myself and I, I am alive in Jesus. He, I'm walking in this newness of life. 
And that's great and safe in this environment. But what if I saw, I hope you're okay with this. You're cool with it? Yeah, okay, good. I got a nod. Um, what if I see Alex at co-op this week, and he's flying off the handle at some cashier, and he's cussing her out and getting all nasty and mean? I couldn't ever see Alex doing that. We as a community get to gather around one another and say, hey, like, remember, like, I saw you. I saw you in the water. I saw you, if you're in that back to that ancient Jewish category, I saw you go to that river. What are you doing? And then we can snap out of it. <laughs> we need each other that way. Baptism is a wonderfully beautiful, mysterious thing where we're dead to self, alive in Jesus. It's deeply personal, but also involves the community, and I'm so glad Jesus instituted it. It's a wonderful thing, and it's simple. It's simple. It always has been made simple that anyone can come to Christ. Anyone can come. So maybe right now you're convicted of sin in your life. Maybe, the, maybe, like, don't be ashamed or hide from that. Come to Jesus in repentance. Come to Jesus in repentance today. Don't hang on to it anymore. It's destroying you. And Jesus already paid for it. I don't care if, if, if you're a Christian or if you're not a Christian. If you're hanging on to sin, it's destroying you. And so I ask, I invite you to repent this morning, which means turn the other way. Ask Jesus for his forgiveness, and he will forgive. This is, this is not popular. I know you guys are, you guys are giving me some, some faces right now. This is not popular preaching because it doesn't feel good right now, but it's good news and it's life if you would repent and come to Jesus. I can't do that for you. It's the best thing ever. Let me pray. Lord, for those listening, either online or in the other room or in this space right now, we all know, we all know the weight of what sin does in our lives, or at least we've seen it in others' lives. It's easier sometimes to see it in others. Holy Spirit, would you, would you show us in this moment it's a wonderful celebration. And when I think of, oh, what you saved me from, what I used to act like, what my, my motives used to be, gross. Thank you, Jesus, for newness of life. It's real. The old self that was so judgmental and prideful, Lord, looked down on others so much, thought I had it all figured out. Lord Jesus, you broke that in me, and I thank you. And there's people here that struggle with different things. And lots of times we call, call some things a struggle, Lord, but it's a stronghold of the enemy. And I pray that that would be broken in the name of Jesus in this place. That that struggle doesn't need to remain. That struggle of specific sin. So, Lord, we come, and I just invite you now, even just now, just to say, Lord Jesus, I repent. 
turning from this pattern in my life of sin. I ask your forgiveness. Jesus, thank you for new life. And what a joy it will be when you come again on the clouds, when you come and establish a new heaven and a new earth, and there will be no more sin. There will be no more hurting, no more brokenness, that your shalom peace will come in fullness. We look forward to that day and we say, come Lord Jesus. Amen? Come Lord Jesus. Thank you that this is your good plan. You've kept every other promise and you're going to keep that one. So Lord, in the meantime, as we wait, may we be faithful to step into all that you've commanded, to walk in step with you. Thank you, Jesus, for the life that is good. We love you and we praise you. Amen. Amen.